Hey, welcome to another Stop to Think podcast. So, as promised last episode, this one is going to be a little bit of a COVID-related rant. So at the time of recording this, we're finally on the downward slope. Vaccines are out. We just recently had a little Johnson & Johnson, the Janssen shakeup or whatever, where uh vaccine essentially caused clots and like seven out of seven million people that took it. Not that I'm implying that that's a good thing or anything, just that there was something that the vaccine was capable of causing that was a potentially serious side effect. It affected a few people, but it in theory helped far more. And now things are pretty much back to normal. I think the, the rate of people taking vaccines has been dropping the last couple of weeks as more and more of the population gets vaccinated, or rather, as more of the population who are going to get vaccinated get vaccinated. And pretty soon we're probably going to reach uh, an equilibrium point or something like that where um, people who want the shot are going to have it, and the people who don't want the shot are going to keep holding out, whether it be for political... Um, ideology, I, I don't, can't speak, whether it be for political ideology, uh, yep, not going to happen. Yep, I, I can't think of how to pronounce that word. Basically, like your belief system or whatever, political, religious, um, health, immune system, location, availability, insurance reasons, whatever, whatever the case may be. We're soon approaching the point where we're going to have as many people vaccinated as who are going to be vaccinated. And with that, we should, in theory, be nearing uh, what would be considered, I think, the, uh, the end of the COVID crisis with enough people vaccinated to achieve herd immunity. It should stop being a problem, one would think. But that's kind of the topic of this episode, which is the flagrantly just offensive mishandling of the whole entire situation by the United States government. I can't think of a way that they could have botched this up worse short of like them actually like resorting to like maniacal intent. I think there's a decent argument to be made that we probably would have fared almost just as good as we currently did. Had uncle Sam decided to not do nothing the whole entire time. Because I think a lot of the, um, the actions of the government actually served to make the situation a lot worse than it would have been otherwise. So, in this episode, basically what we're going to do is we're going to play the COVID blame game because I have the benefit of hindsight now. And as an American citizen, I'm allowed to be critical of our government. So I'm going to take advantage of that and be thankful that I don't live in China. And speaking of China, they're the first little topic of this episode. Now, of course, I personally have nothing against the Chinese people. The Chinese I have met have all proven to be 
fairly awesome. Granted, I have not met many, but um, their government is a different story. I am no fan of communism because I think it's about the stupidest thing that humankind has managed to concoct. Same goes for socialism as well. And I'm likewise no fan of authoritarian authoritarian regimes. Because I think that... I firmly believe that when left to their own devices, people will 99 times out of 100 make better decisions than government officials can make on behalf of the people that they're ruling. So basically where people are involved, less control is always better than more control. Because it seems like inevitably whenever you have a power hierarchy that um, isn't strictly competence-based, which is what we have with our current government system in the U.S., the bad apples always rise to the top. It seems to be pretty much inevitable at this point. But we're not going to get into that too much. Instead, we're going to focus on how the Chinese government did us dirty, which kicked off this whole entire COVID situation in the first place. So China should have immediately reported the issue and immediately shut off all travel outside of the Wuhan Providence or whatever. Wuhan might be a city. See, I don't even know enough about China to really speak informed about this, so I probably shouldn't. But, you know, going back to that American freedom, I have a right to run my mouth, so I suppose I might as well. But regardless, what all, what the, the concepts are what I'm focusing on here, not the actual locations. And the concept that I'm after particularly is that, number one, China should have kept their mouths, well, open, actually. They should have told everyone what was going on immediately so that other countries could have taken precautions. But they chose to lie about it so that they could save face. And secondly, they should have immediately shut down travel in that area and quarantined the people who had COVID in the places in which they had COVID And then basically this whole entire episode could have been skipped because China would have self-contained the virus and we wouldn't have gotten out to the rest of the world and our government here in the United States wouldn't have had a chance to botch anything up. So that was screw up number one, was um, China. And the lesson to be learned from this for foreign governments outside of China is basically... um, China in its current state cannot be trusted. They cannot be depended upon to do anything that does not align with their own personal interests. They cannot be depended on to do anything for the greater good of humankind. And if they have an opportunity to cause problems for other people, they certainly will not hesitate to do that. And this is once again the Chinese government and not the Chinese people. There's a distinction between those two. Chinese people are good. Chinese government is bad. Aside from that, our next failure was our own American government. And here's where we would kind of end up segueing to political squabbling. And I'm not sure if I want to go there, but I think we kind of have to. Both parties are at fault in the U.S. for how things turned out. But 
I think that the government as a whole bears more responsibility than either party does individually. And what I mean by that is the government and the media, that is. Well, I'll put it to you this way. Being of engineering background, I like to think in terms of statistics, facts, and physics. That's the realm in which I find the easiest time navigating. So fact number one that was grossly overestimated was the... Um, the deadliness of the COVID virus in the first place. The media and the government portrayed it as some sort of like existential threat. When in reality, it wasn't nearly as serious as they made it seem. And the bad thing about these sorts of situations is the government always looks for opportunities to seize power, and that's kind of what we saw here. And they can't fail when they do that because they have no downside risk. So, for instance, if the government decides to sit back and do nothing during a pandemic and things go bad, well, then it's the government's fault. They didn't do anything, right? They would be inclined to get blamed for that. But if on the opposite end of the spectrum, the government decides to do something during a pandemic and it goes horribly wrong. Well, then the government can say that, oh, it would have been so much worse if we'd done nothing. And there's no way to prove this wrong. And Ben Shapiro kind of mentioned this initially. That's who I heard this argument from literally a year ago when we were initially going into this whole entire mess. And it's fundamentally true is there's no way without like controls, basically like scientific controls, other countries that run the situation, the simulation differently than us, for us to prove definitively that Uncle Sam overreacted or underreacted. But anyway, the fatality rates of COVID was nothing near that of like <clears throat> the Spanish flu or the bubonic plague or any of those nasty nasties that wiped out large swaths of humankind but at the same time covid was betrayed to be something equally if not worse relative to those two diseases and that's misleading and just kind of pathetic that the government would resort to that kind of dishonesty to its people government and the media and experts in the media, like that was a completely failure of a failure of all of them across the board. Second critique is that so in addition to blowing the virus out of proportion, overreacting and making a mess of the situation, they repeatedly lied to us. The whole entire mask up lie is probably the one that bothers me the most. So let's talk about this here. We could get into the duality and how the, the flip-flopping of the stances on whether masking was good, whether masking was bad. We could talk about all that, but that's kind of a waste of time. I don't care about any of it. 
I never depended on the government to be straight with us anyway in the first place. So we're going to skip that part and go straight to the science behind it. So how does a mask work? Well, one of the fancy ones, the N95s or whatever they're called, apparently has fibers in them that contain special charges from the manufacturing process that allow them to attract and hold particles that are smaller than they would otherwise be able to capture just from like physical contact of the material mesh or whatever. So with that said though, unless you're wearing a space suit that has a completely self-contained atmosphere, masks are basically a placebo effect. Like, even in a surgical setting, they um, doctors wear masks not to protect themselves from pathogens, but to protect their patients from what they might breathe out. And so that's the first part of, like, misleading lies that the media slash the government kind of started peddling was initially there was some confusion on why people were wearing masks in the first place. It was not clear to the American people that you're not wearing a mask to protect yourself. You're wearing a mask to protect others. Eventually, an effort was made to clarify that much, but by and large, far too late, it kind of seemed. Or maybe there was an effort to make it clear initially that the mask is to protect others and not to protect yourself, but that was downplayed dramatically and wasn't what I would consider mainstream or widespread knowledge. So we've already established that um, there was some confusion on who the mask actually protects. But stepping past the confusion, we now have the confusion related to the mask itself. And if this whole entire situation has revealed anything, it should have revealed that, number one, we need to do a better job with our education in this country because there's a lot of people who don't use their thinking caps very often. And number two, if you're one of the people who came away from the situation thinking that the government did fantastic and they should let should let them run more stuff in your life, you obviously need to get your thinking cap checked out. So... What, is, what are the failure modes of a mask? So the idea of a mask is obviously to, we've established, prevent you from spreading COVID to other people. Well, what happens when you put a mask on? What happens when you breathe through a mask? It's supposed to capture the particles that you're breathing out, but masks don't make airtight seals, which means that every time you breathe, you just are basically venting your breath upwards past your eyes and downwards below you, which is arguably a better, um, you know, better viral trajectory than just regular breathing straight on front of you. But um, beyond that, like, let's be honest here. Say you have COVID and you're breathing and wearing a mask, but you're not sick yet, but you're infectious. Well, each breath you take, you're breathing COVID germs on your mask. Well, if you ever touch your mask throughout the day and then happen to touch anything else, congratulations, you've now spread COVID germs. It's 
amazing how much faith people started putting in the mask thing. Like they started treating it like it was some sort of like holy religious talisman that erected an energy field around them that protected them from the COVID viruses. And that's not remotely what it does. If anything, the mask is basically like a statistical shield, essentially. It decreases the probability of you spreading the infection to others, but the decrease in probability is probably not nearly as much as you would think. And for the most part, we didn't really get much research that even described to us exactly how much of a decrease or increase in spread likelihood a mass provided even. That information was long in coming and it was often hard to interpret and it wasn't really clear and likely didn't really help any people make any more informed decisions than otherwise. So anyway, getting back on track with the whole entire mass situation, basically just being a placebo effect, essentially. Put this on so you can look like you're doing your part, even though it doesn't actually help that much. Every time you touch your mask, every time you touch, like, so if you are if you have COVID and you're wearing a mask, you're breathing COVID onto the mask and you're breathing COVID out past your face. So you have COVID particles in the atmosphere floating around, which other people can breathe in. And then you also have um, stuff you touch and other people touch stuff and other people touch their masks. And so overall, like, there's a reason why in, like, a surgical environment, doctors sterilize their hands and then they put gloves on and they're in a sterile environment. If you take away the sterile environment, you largely defeat the purpose of wearing a mask because you're just tracking germs around every time you touch your mask. And your mask is just as germy as your, is just as germy as your hands are. Your hands are just as germy as whatever you're touching. So by and large, the whole entire mask business was basically BS. It helps a little but not nearly as much as people seem to think it helps. Double masking is probably the stupidest thing anyone's ever come up with. Not to mention that there's probably like long-term health effects from wearing masks constantly, because I can't imagine that you're exactly doing yourself any favors in terms of airflow if you constantly have a mask over your face. But point is, my point here is that I'm not even against masks. I wore one during the whole entire duration of this mess and I'm still wearing one at work now because it's an HR requirement but my point is is don't lie to people be honest tell the truth admit that you don't actually have very much proof that this mask stuff works that well but that's better than nothing don't try and play it off like it's the holy grail of preventing COVID and the same goes for social distancing too six feet where did that come from I'll tell you where it came from someone literally pulled that number out of their butt Every time you breathe, you could basically, mod, like, say you have COVID again. Each breath you take, you could essentially model is like you exhaling a bunch of little COVID projectiles. These COVID projectiles are going to have a probabilistic distribution of where they end up. So what does this six foot figure mean? Does it mean that at six feet away, half of COVID particles have ceased to continue spreading? Does it mean 90% of COVID particles have ceased to continue spreading? Does it mean 100% of COVID particles have ceased to be spreading? No one has ever, as far as I know, made that information readily available in the media. No one ever provided any basically like heat maps to describe how close to a COVID infected person 
you can be and what your percentage of infection likely would be when you're that close. And the other thing to consider too is, so let's say that every time you breathe, COVID only spreads six feet, right? Like some people seem to imagine, like I saw people freaking out whenever people would get within that six foot cushion of them. And it's kind of like, you need your thinking cap person because you're being irrational and you're behaving like a child. Are you so basically my question for you would be how much more dangerous is seven feet versus six feet? So if I'm seven feet away from you, how much safer am I from catching COVID? Likewise, if I'm five feet away from you, how much more likely am I to catch COVID? What's the what's the drop-off curve for my chances of catching COVID relative to my proximity to a COVID positive person? Now that would be useful information. But Ultimately, that's not even important because it was kind of established that COVID can be transmitted through the air, which means we have viral airborne particles. If you have a COVID-infected person, every single breath they take is going to eject these particles into the surrounding air. Well, unless these particles are heavy enough to where they automatically fall to the floor or the surfaces around them, <coughs> and if they do fall to... Um, you know, surface around them. Well, then congratulations. You now have COVID on surfaces, which you're going to touch and then touch your mask and then get it in your face that way. But um, downplaying that part for the moment, each breath you take is, say you're a COVID positive person and you're living in or working in like an office environment with your coworkers. Every breath you take is injecting COVID particles into the local air. The highest concentration is most likely going to be closest to you. but I would think that with how air circulation works and how breathing works, that over time there would be basically a heat map forming where the closer they get to you, the higher their likelihood of infection, but the further away, they'd have to be quite a ways away from you before their probability of infection would actually drop to zero, even while wearing masks, which we've kind of already established, don't exactly do what the media was saying they were doing in the first place. So anyway beef with relation to the social distancing stuff is that once again they acted like this six foot target was the holy grail of covid prevention oh if you stay six feet away from people if you social distance you'll be fine that's once again a complete utter lie because there's probably not that much difference between being seven feet away and being five feet away so realistically your likelihood of infection, you're most likely probably just, you're probably going to be infected if you're 10 feet away, realistically. And someone with COVID is breathing the same air as you and you're there for any amount of time. So once again, my be here, as with the mask, is we have experts and media and elitists, basically people who are morons, in my opinion, who think they know better than everyone else withholding actual useful information from the general population and instead giving these easy to follow little tidbits of advice that are akin to like a mother telling a child some arbitrary rule which hides the true meaning of the rule it's kind of like um it's not too different than being that 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 mother who has a laundry room and in the laundry room, you have a shelf, and on that shelf, you have something heavy sitting up high. So you tell your kid never to go in the laundry room just because you don't want the thing on the shelf to fall on them. So basically, you treat your child like 
your child such a big idiot that they can't handle being in the laundry room when in reality the only thing dangerous in there is the thing on the shelf. So they could go into the laundry room as long as they don't get hit in the head by the thing on the shelf. That's kind of what our media did to us. Media, government, experts, all of them, is they treated the American people like they're a bunch of idiots who could not be trusted in the shelf when what they in in the room with the shelf. In reality, what they should have done is they should have given us the data and let us draw our own assessments from it. Anyway, that kind of takes care of the front half. My final beef is in regards to the COVID vaccines themselves. Like, like I'm at a loss for words right now because I'm trying to think of how best to say this while keeping my temper straight. I read of, of a couple of instances where COVID vaccines were thrown away. When I read that, I was physically mad. Like, I was actually angry, and I was amazed that I was angry. But I was angry nonetheless because it showed that we have people in our society who are such morons of such a high degree that they would rather throw away something potentially useful for the sake of enforcing random, arbitrary rules than use it in a meaningful way that's helpful. So during the vaccine rollout, there was an initial push to get the vaccine to people who need it the most, right? So that's the elderly, and that's a kind of a whole entire another piece of beef right there is the fact that the government, media, all those people tried to oppose their regulations on the whole entire freaking country. Well, guess what, dingalings? The Midwest is a heck of a lot different than the East or the West. In South Dakota, for instance, you can go miles without seeing another person. In downtown New York City, you probably can't even go five feet without seeing another person. New York City naturally needs different COVID regulations than pure South Dakota. Than Omaha, Nebraska, probably even. That's kind of small towns in the middle of nowhere in Montana don't need the same COVID regulations that Los Angeles does. Yet all these figureheads wanted to impose the same regulations and rules on everyone for the sake of equity and they're just being stupid and hurting their own country but once again like i kind of mentioned earlier the bad apples tend to rise to the top when it comes to politics and so we end up with morons in office when we could use some people who actually have the ability to use their brain for like anything besides being a counterweight to hold their head up but um that aside, we um for the vaccines, we wasted vaccines. Vaccines should have gone to doctors and high-risk people first. But as soon as we're done with the high-risk people that are available, they should have been opened up to any person off the street who was willing to take one. Second issue is the fact that the FDA delayed the vaccine process for literally a year, essentially. It sounded like, from what I've heard, the actual, like, coding for the vaccine was finished within like a month of COVID basically becoming like well-known. So like in January of 2020, the, the, the base version of the vaccine was ready. It was basically just the FDA and human trials and all that bullshit that 
drug out the whole entire process years almost like we're literally it took it's like it's august right now soon to be may and we're still just rolling out this vaccine now and it could have been going out like may august of last year granted we'd actually have much higher risk but that's kind of the question is how many more people could we have saved from covid had we rolled out the vaccine sooner as opposed to lose because of rolling out the vaccine sooner i don't know it's hard to say because that's one of those scenarios where we can't really game it out. But anyway, we're running out of time this episode. So my gripes are basically that we, the American people, were repeatedly lied to by people we were supposed to trust. So how the heck are we supposed to trust them? Lies were that um, masks help. They do, but not that much. Social distancing helps. Not that much. That China wasn't to blame. They kind of were to blame quite a bit. That um, the virus affects everyone the same. No, it doesn't. It affects older people the most. Kids and younger people are usually fine. And that the vaccines need to go to special people first. And then if there's leftovers, they can be thrown away. That, that's stupid. Small story, COVID-19 will forever live in my memory and hopefully in the memory of many Americans is yet another example of the U.S. government botching something up. When they could have just kept their nose out of it and let the people who actually make stuff happen a.k.a. the American people, take care of the situation. So with that, we are done with my COVID rant, and I will hopefully never have to mention this topic on this podcast again. So thank you for listening. If you agree with me, make sure to tell your congressman. And with that, this is another episode of Stop to Think. Have a great day.